Well, thank you for joining us today as we continue on in our pursuit of getting unstuck. That's what this time is all about, is helping you get unstuck, moving forward in life in what has been, for many of us, a really difficult season. It has been a challenging experience for a lot of people. And so what we want to do today is start looking at the practical steps of what we do to get unstuck. Last week we talked about the first step is trusting in a who, not in a how, because that's the foundation. The foundation is a trust in God, a trust in Jesus, as opposed to trusting in your own understanding, leaning on your own understanding. But now, what I want to do is I want us to go into some practical application along with that. How do I continue forward? How do I get unstuck? And stuck happens to all of us. You know, stuck happens to everyone. There's not a person that I know who doesn't at some point get stuck in. What can really happen quickly is we can get stuck in situations that we never plan on getting stuck in. In fact, that's usually how stuck happens. It's not like people say, hey, I'm really hoping that I'm going to one day get stuck in my career. People usually aren't saying, you know, I was hoping that I would get stuck in a bad relationship. People aren't usually looking at life and saying, I hope that I get stuck in toxic thinking and that I limit myself from the potential that God's placed inside of me. That's not usually how people approach life, how they approach faith, how they approach what they ultimately want in life. You know, I remember specifically in my teenage years, for me, when I felt stuck, there was something that I consistently went to. And for me, it was music. Now, I'm just going to age myself in this moment. I'm going to let you know a little bit about where I am in life. Because I remember at a very young age, I remember at a, at, at a very young age, well, let's just say in my uh, middle school years, in my teenage years, man, I can't believe I'm saying this happened in my teenage years, but it did. I would actually, when I was stuck in my feelings, I would go to our family's, I would take it, I would take it to my bedroom, our family's lavender purple Q QT50 sharp AM FM radio cassette player. And there was a thing at the time that was called a mixtape. And the way that a mixtape works is that you would get your uh, play button and the record button both pressed down, and then you would have the pause button set so that you would be listening to the radio. And the way it worked was that when your song came on the radio, you would jam your thumb down on the pause button, and it would begin to record the track that was playing on the radio. See, some of y'all don't know how complex it was back in the day. Like, you didn't just get to stream what you wanted on Spotify whenever. Like, you actually had to wait to create a mixtape. So when somebody gave you a mixtape, it was a big deal. And I remember waiting for that magical moment in my life 
as I was stuck in my feelings, when I could finally hear the beautiful sound of Britney Spears singing Baby One More Time. Jam my thumb down on the pause button and begin to record the mixtape. This is what I've learned as the years have gone on. Is that a lot of us actually have a mixtape that's happening inside of our mind. And instead of us listening in to music, it was actually like our, um, it was like we were sitting there with our precious hearts at a young age. We had the play button and the record button pressed down. And in the moment when somebody, whether it was uh, somebody who was older than us, maybe a family member, maybe somebody you looked up to, but they said something to you and in that moment you jammed your thumb down on the pause button and what happened was you recorded a message, your heart recorded a message about how you see yourself. And that message may have sounded like you'll never amount to anything in life. You don't have what it takes. You're not smart enough, strong enough, or attractive enough. Nobody is going to want to spend time with you. And these mixtapes get locked into our hearts, and they often play in our minds with or without our permission. That's the danger of the mixtape. What I'm concerned about is that as time goes on, we might spend our lives listening to the wrong message and get stuck in a cycle, stuck in a constant circle of a message that was imprinted on our hearts at a young age. And today, what I want to do today, what I want to do is help you break out of a message that may have been holding you back. So let me ask you, what is burning inside of you? You know, like that dream inside, that passion inside that has you wanting more in life. Like what is that thing inside of you that is burning for more? You may not talk to anybody else about it, but it's happening on the inside. It may be in your walk with God. You're like, man, I've always wanted to have a walk with God where I understood when he was speaking to me. I wanted to recognize his voice. I've wanted to walk with him closely. I've wanted to have a relationship that's out of love and not out of legalism. Like there are things that I want with God. And then for some of you as well, like it's, it's, it's actually like, I've got this dream inside of me that for years I've been thinking about stepping out on, but I just can't quite summon up the courage and it seems like I'll always be stuck in where I was. And for some, it's the relationship that you're stuck in. You didn't plan on getting there, but you've been stuck there and it gets really toxic. And for some of you, if, if you were really honest, you might even acknowledge that it's been an abusive relationship and you're stuck in something, but you're not quite sure how to go forward. And what do I do in this moment when I'm stuck? Because we all get stuck. We all get stuck. And what you need in your life is you need a point of no return. 
you need a point of no return. Something that actually is a, it's, it's, it's the moment when you drive a, a, a stake in the sand. You say, this point, I am moving forward and I'm not going back to where I was. It's a point of no return. And throughout history, how this would actually work in, in ancient times, some of you have probably heard, heard the story. Uh, it's most often associated with Cortez. Now, I'm not going to say that Cortez is a figure that you want to model your life after because Cortez isn't exactly known as a great human being. This story is often attributed to him, but it was actually something that um, generals throughout different cultures globally would do. And that is when they were moving into a new place, if they were going in to engage in battle, if they were going in uh, to expand their territory, if they were going in with a focused goal, what they would do is they would actually, as they had sailed from where they were to a new land, what they would do in a point of no return is they would burn their own ships. They would tell their soldiers to burn their own ships. And the reason that they would do this is that their own ships were their escape. As long as you're looking for your escape, you won't experience the life that God has for you. But when you tap back into what's inside of you, what's burning within you, then you'll set fire to anything that's holding you back from turning your potential into purpose. You won't stay stuck in what was, but instead you'll move forward into what could be and what will be, and it becomes a different pursuit in life. To move forward and to not have a, an escape route, to not look back, you have to burn the ships. I think for a lot of us, the reason that we don't burn the ships is because, well, we're so used to using escapes and we're so used to not fulfilling our potential and we're so used to not actually going after what we want in life that we've become very familiar. It's become very convenient for us to go back to what was to escape the situation. What I love about Jesus is this, you know, because whether you or I, whether we are stuck in like a bad diet, whether we're stuck in a bad relationship, whether you're stuck miserable in a career that you don't want, whether you're stuck uh, in unemployment currently, whether you're like whatever you are stuck in, some of you are stuck at home and feeling the effect of everything going on in our country at this time. Maybe for some people, what they need is they've been stuck in racism for so long that they need to burn the convenient escapes and messages that they've had for a long time. When you've been stuck, the way forward is to burn the ships. And Jesus knew this. This is what I love about Jesus. And what challenges me so much about Jesus is that Jesus doesn't want us to do this half-hearted thing with him in life where we're halfway in and halfway out. What he actually says is in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, he says this to everybody who might go back to a place of being stuck. What he says is, 
whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So if anybody wants to be my disciple, how it starts is they actually must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. They must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. It's very simple, but it's not easy to do. In fact, what, what, what I found is that for most of us, when we get into a place of, well, Lord, like, I, I really want to follow you, but I know that this isn't going to be convenient for me. So some days I'm in, and some days I'm kind of in. And if I was really honest, some days I'm out. Because I'd rather do what I want than follow you. If anyone wants to be my disciple, they must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. This is a different kind of path in life. It's not the convenient path. It's not the path that most people are going to challenge you towards. Because a lot of people, when you have a difficult time, when you're stuck, what they're going to say is, it's okay, just stay where you are. Well, how's that working for you? To quote the great, (laughs) the great, to quote Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you always got. If you want something different, you got to do something different. I believe that what Jesus is saying applies completely to how we follow him, and it's also an approach to how you live life. Like if you really want to go after something in life, you have to deny yourself from the way that you've been doing things before. You have to push back the old self. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, those hamburger and fries sound really good, but that diet isn't working for me, and I know in the afternoon I don't feel good, so I'm going to deny myself. I know I'm going to push it back. I know that, like, it's comforting to have somebody in my life, but the problem is they're actually really toxic, so I've got to deny that part of me that wants to hang on. I got to push back. I got to push that part of me out so I can move forward. Like this is what happens to us. If anybody wants to be my disciple, if anybody wants to live the way that I'm living, if anybody wants to be what I'm about, if anybody wants to do what I'm doing, they must deny themselves, take up their cross daily. They they, they don't just deny themselves sometimes, but they take up their cross daily. Taking up your cross daily is hard. 
Like, I, I wish Jesus would have just put in there a little clause, you know, like the parentheses thing that people put sometimes when they're writing you something. Like, if anybody wants to be my disciple, they must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, except when you have a bad day. <laughs> like, take up your cross daily, except when your boss is being a little bit angry towards you. Take up your cross daily, except in the moments when you're just a little tired. Take up your cross daily, except when you don't feel like it. Take up your cross daily, except when the kids have been really rowdy. Take up your cross daily, except when it's inconvenient for you to speak up about it because some people are going to push back and you're not going to have the position of influence that you had before. Take up your cross daily except when you're going to lose favor with people because you choose to follow me instead of following the ways of men. It's a point of no return. When you take up your cross daily, what you're doing is you're burning your ship's of how you were. But he doesn't just allow you to stay in a mindset of suffering, take up your cross daily. He says, now follow me. Let's go forward. You have the mindset right. Now let's move forward. Follow me. I didn't say take up your cross daily and just stay stuck with where you are. We're going somewhere new together. Take up your cross daily and follow me. And I found that primarily in this process of getting stuck, there are three things that hold us back. Whether you're stuck in, in, in where you've been with God and you're wanting to follow Jesus more, whether you're stuck at work, whether you're stuck uh, in relationships, what, like whatever you happen to be stuck in, there's primarily three things that hold you back. And the first is this. The first thing that holds you back is excuses. Excuses will tether your ankle to the past. Do you remember tetherball growing up? It doesn't matter how hard you hit the ball, it's not leaving the pole. It's swinging around and around and around. And a lot of us are tethered to the past, no matter how hard we try to move forward, our excuses keep us tethered to what was. Excuses are things like this. Well, uh, I would do that, but I'm just a little too busy. Busy is so easy for us to use, isn't it? Like, when are you not busy? When, everybody's busy. What if we just eliminated busy from our vocabulary? I'm not saying that you can't, you know, tell somebody, I have been going really hard lately, but it's just too easy in 2020 to say, how you been? Busy. Can you do this? No, I'm too busy. Do you want to move forward? Yeah, I do, but the problem is I'm just so busy busy right now. Or sometimes people end up telling themselves like a, a different story. And it's the excuse of, I'm too tired. 
This is something that I have worked to eliminate from my vocabulary. In fact, I had somebody, I guess they could see me on it or see, see it on me, who, who said to me yesterday, um, you, you tired? You look tired. And I was like, yeah, because I had been pushing hard. And then I corrected myself and I said, no. Like, yes, absolutely, there, there's weariness. But I knew I had some things to do. So at this point in the game, I'm either going to say, I'm going to take a nap or a vacation, or I'm just going to get after it right now and not use tired as an excuse. Excuses will hold you back to what was. A, a second one is negativity. Negativity, when you think about this on that mixtape that's inside of your mind, negativity may have been sewn into your life. It may have been something that, that happened in a moment and it's been holding on to you for years. It's that message that you got growing up. You'll never be smart enough. You're never going to make it. I've talked to some of the most brilliant people I've ever known, and they had people at a young age tell them that they were dumb. I don't know what teacher in the world has the audacity to tell a second grader that they're dumb, nor do I believe that any of the teachers who would say that have the diagnostic tools to be able to tell somebody that. Here's the truth. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. And the negativity that often holds us back from our childhood will just destroy the potential and the purpose that God's placed inside of us if we allow the negativity to be an escape from moving forward in life. So negativity is the second one. And the third one is this. The third one is lies. And lies are actually a little bit difficult to understand because lies are based and built on the big idea uh, that you would understand that you're deceived. The problem with being deceived is that you don't know that you're deceived when you're deceived. Are you with me on that? So a lie... And I used to just call these, um, I used to, used to just acknowledge these maybe as tapes that I had owned, but I believe some of these are things that the enemy put in your mind at, at a young age when you were probably impressionable. But it's things like, nobody really loves you. You're not important. People don't really care about you. I have to look at that and acknowledge that's a lie. And I believe that's a lie because I go back to what God's word says. That's not how God speaks to me. That's not how God speaks to you. There's a point of no return with these messages that have happened Yes, absolutely, sometimes these thoughts come back and spin in my mind like a cassette tape. But I'm learning how to hit stop more quickly. And I'm actually learning how to live with a different tape. 
and it's what God says about me. Believe that there's a different tape where God has messages for who you are, that you are loved and that you are valuable, that you are worthwhile, that you have what it takes. It's too easy to live in the mixtape of what was. You need a point of no return. So when I was growing up, my dad would always make this joke. I thought it was a joke. He told us, you know, one day um, I'm going to break your plate at the table. And I was like, okay, I don't even really understand what that means. But basically my dad just didn't want us living with he and my mom uh, when we became adults. So breaking a plate, if you don't know, breaking a plate is a tradition that some people used to have in the States, or at least it's a theory where what they would do is they would uh, break your, your plate at the table saying that while you are still welcome at the dinner table, you no longer officially have a place here. So my sister went off to college. My oldest sister, Jessica, went off to, to college. And what, what happened uh, when she was like a month in, she turned 18. And so one day, uh, my dad came home and he had bought a plate from, from Goodwill. And he was like, well, okay, uh, it's time. So I'm like, it's time? What does it's time mean? Well, Dad gets up and he walks out to the church parking lot, which is right next door to our home growing up. And once he gets out there, um, he's got a little mini cassette player to record a message. And he's got this tape and my sister Trisha and I, we follow him out there. We're watching what's, what's happening. And dad says to my sister Jessica on, on the phone, he says, Jessica, while you will always have, while, while you will always be welcome, at our table as a guest, your plate is officially broken. And he throws the plate down on the ground. And what was amazing was that he threw it wrong so it actually hit the trash can and it didn't break. It was amazing. So then he had to rewind on the cassette tape and then re-record the entire thing. And I'm like, and then he actually threw it down and it broke. And I'm like, what is this? He walks inside, grabs a blue Sharpie and writes on the cassette tape, happy birthday, Jess. Puts it into like a little gift package for her, just a little college care package. Ships it off. She gets it, opens it puts it into, into her cassette player, the message is received. It's a point of no return. You're moving forward in your life. A few years later, I'm, in, I'm about to go to college. I've been at church camp for a few weeks. And don't you know, now my older sister Trisha as well has gotten one of these tapes, but it's been a while, like I've forgotten about it. And I'm at church camp and I get this care package from, from my parents. I've been up at, in Montana for what is now, I'm, I'm in my third week there. And I get this cassette tape. I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, I wonder what this is. It says on, on the front of it, happy birthday, Dave. So I go and I get in my car, this old light blue Honda Civic box shaped, you know, like the old 90s versions of it, right? So I just turn the, the key over enough where you don't have to start the car, but where you can hear the radio. And I slip the cassette tape into the tape player and I hear this voice, David, while you will always be welcome in our home as a guest, your plate 
is officially broken. Any th- I hear the plate shatter. And I'm like, what just happened? What do you mean my plate's broken? I've been eating a lot of good food at the table for years. This is where I like to be. And what he was saying is, you can't stay where you are. You have to move forward in life. You can't stay in the past. I'm actually giving you a point of no return. I'm giving you a reference point that you're always welcome here as family. But let me tell you, you're moving forward in life. You have to keep growing. You have to move forward. You have to burn your own ships. And you need a point of no return to say, I'm not going back to how I was. I'm not going to stay stuck. Instead, I am moving forward in my life. And I just wonder what would happen if you embrace that mindset. Like, I am going to burn the ships. Like, Jesus, I'm all in. I'm going to deny myself, take up my cross daily, and follow you. Like, what might be possible in your life if you let go of what was, if you cut the rope and started moving forward, if you burned the ships, if you allowed yourself to even, like, the mixtape that's been playing here, it can't continue on anymore. There's new messages that God has for you. There's a new reality God has for you. There's a new future God has for you. There's a new way of life God has for you. The world could be a different place for you. But it starts when you burn the ships. So write down everything that's been holding you back. Every excuse, every bit of negativity, every lie. Write it all down. Then take it out to your grill today. Put it in a coffee can. I don't really care. Set that thing on fire. Because those messages don't belong in your life anymore. And start living into a new message of who your father is and who he says you are. And live into the message of I'm all in. Because what's burning inside of me is more in life. I want more of you, God. I want more opportunity. I want to live into your ways. I want to turn my potential into purpose. I'm all in with you, God. Let me live unstuck with you. Let's go on the adventure, God. I am all in. I'm all in. What's burning within you? Where your passion is, is where the burning is. Where your passion is, where the burning is is the word passion comes from the Latin word passio, which actually goes back to this idea of suffering. So when you ask somebody what their passion is, it's actually what you're willing to suffer for. Because it's not just flash paper, this burning. It's not just something in a moment. It's something that's from the inside that continues on, that's burning for more in life. If you want to burn in passion and move forward with the Lord, you have to burn the ships so that you can experience what God has for you.
And it's an exciting thing when we do that. We step in to all that he has for us. So can we pray together? God, I would ask that you would help us have the courage to burn up lies, to burn up excuses, to burn up negativity, to embrace your love, to welcome your passion, and to follow you wholeheartedly. We're all in. We want to live all in. We want to be full out in everything that that we do, God. We don't want to be half-hearted, but we want to burn the ship so we can experience all that you have for us. And so we thank you. We thank you for calling us into a greater life. I ask that you would give my friends the courage and the peace and the strength to leave stuck behind and to follow you wholeheartedly, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.